2: Welcome into this special edition, as Chris wants to call it, of, of SEC Football and Beyond. I'm Neil McCready. Chris Landry with me as well. We normally do this on Friday morning. We're doing it uh, this afternoon because Chris wants to proclaim that I was Nostradamus and that I knew some big announcement was coming today. Um, that's Chris's story. I'm I'm not going to be the one that that uh, deviates from it. I've spent most of my week trying to get the ULM football job, Chris, and I can't get it, and and uh, so well, we're
3: working on that. We're, we're working on that. There's there's some uh, some openings and we're trying to hold off some uh, some other things going on. But we're we're still working on that. ULM. If you are joining us, hopefully alive. Look, we've tweeted it out. We've tweeted out two, three times. You know, um, yes, we, we're doing this early. We have a the SEC. This is SEC football and beyond. Um, the commissioner, Greg Sankey is going to have an announcement. Now I, I've already kind of forgotten this. Is it five central or five Eastern?
2: It's six Eastern, five central.
3: Okay. Six Eastern, five central. The commissioner will have a major announcement on the sec and we are going to speculate and tell us uh, and tell you what we are strongly hearing about it, what it's going to likely be about. Um, they are very coy in the league office about it. It is positive news. And Neil, um, let's get into that and we'll get into some games and and folks, any comments and and, uh, questions. But um, we think it's very, very, very positive from the league. And it is very uh, likely that we're going to have a major announcement on the television contract and not only the switch of the major contract, but the timing of it. And while we don't have all the details, we kind of feel like we know of what it's about.
2: Yeah, I don't have, I don't have the details at all. Um, and look, I'll say this outright at the beginning, in the event that that we're completely wrong and that this is some expansion announcement. That's
3: right. That's right. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Ignore what we just said or about to say, have fun with it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because... If, yeah, you're watching this live, it if, hadn't been announced. If you're listening to this on on the podcast forum, it already been announced and you're listening to this. But what that's the fun of it. We we this is well, gonna have a, an idea of what's going
2: kidding. on. I mean, if it were if it were expansion related, if it were anything like that related, there's something like that wouldn't hold. It would have been leaking. Those yes. things those things don't happen overnight.
3: And I've asked a couple of questions regarding that, and no, and it's not about um they're canceling a game that that would have been just a release or a statement, right? It's, it's a big deal. And it is about, um, it, it, you know, I, I'll, I'll sign towards, uh, a, again, the details as Neil said, and I, I don't have the monetary details, but it's about the CBS deal, yeah. which is the, the SEC is tied in with CBS for the two thirty game through 2024. Um, I don't want to speak for Neil, but I'm speculating and I think he's on the same line of thinking. What I gather is uh, we've known that is very likely going to go to the Disney slash ABC ESPN family. That's all owned by the same group. That's that's where it's headed. The new SEC deal. What is the timing of the announcement? I think. That might be interesting. That wouldn't be overly shocking news. What would be shocking potentially is the potential is there a buyout of the remainder of the deal? So, meaning, could this be a movement to that 230 deal effective, immediate, meaning next year, not this year, of course? Right. Um, and what that would mean monetarily. It is a very, very, as Neil said before, it's it's mentioned before. This is a C CBS got off. This was so cheap of a deal, and you know what the SEC contract is worth. This is going to be like a gazillion times more than what it has been.
2: Um, The reason, anyway, the reason that it's such huge news today, if if we're right, and I think we are. The reason it's such huge news today is because the league, obviously, here in a COVID year, mm-hmm. has taken a financial bath a- across the board. Uh attendance, obviously, all the different streams. Um, you know, every every member institution has lost a tremendous amount of money, money that they did not budget to lose. And so if uh if you're cutting the deal now to buy out what's left of the CBS contract. And go to ABC slash Disney slash whatever, and you're creating that revenue stream starting in 2022. Obviously, you are alleviating some of the loss. And as we sit here on, you know, we joked about it all year, December the December the 10th. You know, we still don't know for sure today what September 2021 will look like in stadiums. So the the ability the ability Chris to start bringing in increased TV revenue earlier than 2025, which was when it was going to happen. this was, it was not exactly a secret that CBS was not going to renew in 2024. That, that, that deal Mm -hmm. is not going to get done. It's long been thought that ABC slash Disney would, would be the new partner. Right. And so it, it makes sense on a lot of levels that this would happen now. And the fact that the commissioner is holding a zoom call with reporters uh, is is indicative of of it's something that the league views as a cause for celebration.
3: Yeah, it's kind of like not so strong as a divorce. It's just a not renewing of a contract, but in essence is, yeah, we're gonna stick with it to 2024. That it doesn't make for an ideal situation. So Neil, just point out a couple of things. Again, the CBS deal the SEC is getting way less than what value is if you base the television current market. So if you, you keep the current deal, the 2024 where you're losing out on pivotal money, much needed money, as Neil said, now next year, 22, 2023, because listen, the effects of this year, and I'm hoping and praying that everything gets back to complete normalcy in 2021 season. It's still the negative effects financially of this year. You don't make up 80 million, a hundred million dollars loss of revenue over one year. So any bit you can have, even if you have a normal year. And as Neil said, we don't know that we're going to have a normal uh, crowd year in 2021. All of it means like, okay, if the, it doesn't take much to get for the SEC to get more out of the TV deal than it currently is. And if you think about it, for ABC, yeah, and Disney and the whole group, they've cut a whole lot of people. They're in a financial crunch, but... It's probably a better time for them to get in onto the deal because if they were going to have to bid this deal uh, in 2024, they were going to have to pay a lot more money. They can probably in a buyout give CBS what they want financially and then are able to fray that that cost that they're going to spend and probably in their eyes get a deal, which means now. ABC, CBS, the Disney will completely own all the television deals. If you understand the whole, and I'm not a big watch game day and put a mascot head on type Saturday mornings as most are, but most people are. But how they do it is they have, okay, they talk about the biggest game. And most of the time, the a lot of the time, the biggest games of the week is the SEC game and that is the CBS game, that they may be at the game day site, but they don't broadcast. That is now going to change. And they have, as they do currently, ABC platform, ESPN platform, ES2, ESPN2, U. They can start a game on ESPN News. They've got SEC. They've got SEC alternate. They've got ACC, ACC alternate, because that's all – so this well, okay. gives them complete, complete control over scheduling of college football. And, with but, their, and they're,
2: streaming, Fox, and they're yeah. and their streaming platforms too. I mean, and, and that.
3: And I think that's probably going to be part of the deal too, part of what they're going to get. I mean, I think it's going to be multi-multi-billion-dollar deal in the end when it's all said and done. And, yes, Fox has the Pac-12. They have the Big Ten, the Big 12. And so you know, Oklahoma, Texas, Michigan, Ohio State is is that still going to be maybe the given number one game of a given week? Might be on that, but it is going to be as it is so much an ESPN ABC college football world. It's going to be more so because now CBS will be out of the picture.
2: Well, and you know, you look at it from the Disney perspective. The uh, they've taken a bath in twenty twenty. You know, with uh, the NBA numbers were not good in the summer for whatever reason, for whatever list of reasons. We can get into all that if you want. i really am kind of exhausted from it. But, you know, the, the mm-hmm. numbers weren't what, what they normally are for the NBA. They had a Lakers final and still took an absolute bath from a rating standpoint. The one thing that has been steady from a rating standpoint has been college football, particularly the SEC, and those games continue to get massive numbers in big markets including in big markets outside of the SEC footprint and so if you're uh, if you're Disney if you're ABC this is it's a no-brainer that's the game you want and I'm going to go out on a limb here and guess that they're not going to get locked into a certain time of day necessarily where hey mm-hmm. they, they can probably do some some primetime double headers where you do a game at three and then a game at seven or whatnot where you have this window of television domination on a Saturday that
3: And and ABC slash ESPN Disney has complete flexibility to do that, as opposed to when, remember when, um, well, first you had a couple of Florida-Tennessee games at at primetime, but it was mainly the big first LSU-Alabama game that said, oh, let's put this in primetime. And they actually had to do a little trade to work that work. And then they kind of, and then, then, all right, well then LSU said, we'll, we'll move it, but we got to have it back in Tiger state. Then it became one Now, Well, you don't have that anymore because right now, or you wouldn't have that going forward. You have it now you, you're because ESPN, ABC would have complete flexibility to say, yeah, it's, this is, this is going to be the primetime game. You know, or you know, and and you're right. I don't know how they would do it. I don't know what their plan will be about. Hey, are we going to make the the two thirty Central time slot? Is that going to be the feature game now, or maybe some weeks it will, maybe some weeks it won't. I would imagine Florida, Georgia, probably going to be two thirty. But I don't know. Maybe they put it in prime. I don't know. I don't know what they would do. But they have more flexibility because they will control all of that now.
2: That was the key word I was going to get to is, is they'll make that decision because they'll pay for the ability to make that decision. Correct. So and if- they have
3: the flexibility to say, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to put this one on ABC. Then we're going to put this one on ESPN, ESPN2, it, go down the road. Whereas now they've got to wait for the CBS, and then they can go, and they get all the others. So, yeah, for people who are wondering, well, wait, don't they have a deal? currently with the sp yes they do the sec does but they don't have this deal and this will be probably an all-encompassing deal that's going to allow for a lot of things so that's what we think is the announcement's going to be i don't know how many details we're going to get about it so it'll be interesting to 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 hear and and find out all any of the financial details
2: that come about all right let's get out of that speculation and get into the dirt lsu yesterday announces that Hey, we're three and five we've got two games left gonna lose at least one of them probably both of them so we're uh, we're gonna give ourselves a bull band for the for the year uh, there's been a lot going on down there it has it has certainly from afar felt like it's a program that is uh spinning a little bit uh spinning downward spiraling I guess would be the word uh, Eric Gilbert we talked about that on on Tuesday uh, he's opted out he's gonna enter the transfer portal which means he's gone what was up with the timing last night? <laughs> Of, of that announcement?
3: I don't know that the timing, I can explain the timing. Um I don't know why I guess as we're getting towards the end of the year, I, I, I don't know but seen, I know Boston College announced today that they're not going to they don't want to play in a bowl game and I I think you're going to start to see a lot of that here this next week but I, but I thought most of it would come next week. So I don't know the timing other than it was going to be this week or next week or the following – this week or the next week, but I thought next week. <laughs> so, basically, ESPN – I, I got my mind on that. LSU, they don't want to – everybody's pretty much they're, they're going to be eligible to play in the ball. LSU wants this season in. end. They don't want to play in the ball game. They don't want to play Florida. They don't want to play Ole Miss. They want to go home and forget this season took place. It is a disaster. So instead of saying it like that, they are going to try to couch it. I think almost in an arrogant way that, oh yeah, and and you know we're we're not going to play in a bowl game. We're we're going to we're gonna take that. You know, it's kind of like you know saying, oh yeah, you know I'm. Please give me a break. I yeah I I, I Miss Supermodel yes I will take you out to dinner and and what I mean please give me a break they they don't want to play this and they think you know it's some way from a PR standpoint that or oh, we're taking these violations seriously which I know the NCAA can be clueless at times but certainly the NCAA will see through this as they're not. Taking a preemptive strike by taking themselves out of a bowl game that a, they don't want to be in that. I'm not sure many people would want them. It is, it, it, it reeks of arrogancy. It, it reeks of, you know, let's just do that. And, and let's just try to make it out. Like it's a sacrifice that we will take ourselves out of a bowl game. And, oh, if somebody buys it, great. If somebody doesn't, well, What's the difference? We don't want to play in a ball game. That's that's the end of it. I just think it comes across as arrogant, tone t- deaf, that. PR stupid, is what it does. Because um, the NCAA is not going to buy this, and what's going to come out of the investigations is going to come out, and you know, and I'm talking, it's a lot of things. It's the hospital, the Children's Hospital scandal. The basketball situation, which has made the NCAA basically paying taxes in Baton Rouge now, the sexual assault scandal, which you probably won't know to about uh, February, um, and it'll be trickling before. So this self-imposing, no, no, this is this this is self-imposing. Nothing. It's self-imposing. Something they
2: didn't want to do. Ask you this: if I told you. If I told you that – let me ask it this way. Is there any scenario in your mind where Ed Orgeron is coaching his final two games at LSU here in the next 10
3: days? The scenario is if they – it is not out of the question because I have no idea what's coming out of that investigation. If it's an Art Brow situation, then being fired with cause – look, Scott Woodard, the athletic director, a long time, you know, he's confident of Mark Emmert, political operative. He has sights on being the system's president at LSU at some point, at some point. I and mean, I, I think there's already been like some hey, ideas about, you know, it depends. That's very political. That's very, you know, governor oriented and who knows timing. He's going to want to clean this up. And quite frankly, a lot of this stuff happened while he wasn't there, but some of the things now that has come to light, He is under the spotlight now. What what has happened before he wasn't there is not him, but what happened since the first day he's been there to now is on his watch. And so he's being, quote-unquote, watched. If it's uncovered certain things uh, to where it's undeniable and you can fire him with cause, I would not rule that out. Do I think that's a high probability? No but I'm saying that without any knowledge of who know what, who knew what, and when, on this stuff. But I, if I had to guess, somebody else is going to take the fall. I, I think there are other people. There was another big time negative thing about the tennis coach, and he's one of them. And that's going to be easy to get rid of. You know, to get rid of. It's always easy to get rid of a tennis coach. But there's some athletic department officials. One in particular that Scott's very, very close with that he's probably going to have to ax. Um, but he's going to be under a lot of pressure to make moves. If this stuff is uncovered to be as ugly as it is. So, okay. You may not have been involved, but you better do something about it. You better do it now, particularly if they have designs on being more than the athletic director here one day. Ed Orsborn's not his guy. It's, he's not his guy. He didn't hire him, but, um, I also don't think in this environment he wants to pay everything, buy everything out. I don't think he wants to do that. I don't think he wants to go. Right now, trust me, he's got a full plate, and I'd like to sit there, and tell. And he is a football guy, and the other stuff is takes a back seat except for this because this is like black eye-ish, and you don't want to be hiring a coach right now with – you don't know what's going on with NCAA. And you don't know. I mean, it, it could be this could be a situation where you may have to it may have to be like a, a Matt Rule where you hire him for seven years and guarantee this or that because you're gonna have to clean things up. He doesn't know what he's selling at this point. So I it's Ed is not his guy. I think it would in his in Scott's What Scott would like is for the investigations to be complete, let Ed deal with this team next year and make whatever changes he needs to, and then let the investigations kind of dictate where he wants to go. Because he doesn't want to be doing something right now, and then it kind of blows up in his face, and then there's another issue. I think there's he. I think there's a lot of balls up in the air, and some of them have to start to come down so that he can prioritize where he needs to go. And I don't think firing the football coach right now on for football reasons is something that he wants to do. But if it uh, is unearthed between now and February in an Art browse type of way, then it would be very easy for him to be able to fire him with cause. It it would be litigated, but that's kind of how I see it.
2: So I've had several people reach out to me that I trust, that I know, who say, "Hey, this this thing could get really ugly. There's a lot there. There's a lot of rumors. There's a lot of smoke. That there's some really nasty things that are coming. I've heard people mention videos. I don't even know what that means. What does that mean? A video? I have no idea. But that it, there's a lot there. That this is this could get ugly. Is that you're there on the ground in Baton Rouge? Is that what you're hearing as well?
3: Yeah, I think I mentioned. Uh, I don't know. I apologize if I, I don't, if I didn't mention it on on our show Tuesday, but I've mentioned other platforms. I've, um, I've got somebody very high up in the universe. It's my, my best friend, actually. Um, they're very concerned and they are, and he's involved with the, a lot of the athletic department stuff and the, the, the fear and the concern. And I, I I think it's not, they don't know because it's an independent investigation, but the fear is they don't know it, but the fear is that, you think sexual assault, you think things happen and you didn't report it, that's what happened with Baylor. Is it as bad? I don't know. I don't think they know. I think that's their fear. I think they're fearing the worst, and that's what I'm getting out of them. So I don't want, I'm not saying, I you know people go crazy. Landry's not saying, LSU official says, hey, it's it's all Baylor's. That's what they're fearing because nobody knows. Well, there's some people that know but a lot of the people that are in the position are that, that higher up, they need to find out who knew what and when, and that's going to determine. There, there'll be some people fired. There's there's a guy that's been there a long time that is a big-time source for a lot of media members. I'll just leave it at that. He likes to speak a lot. He is right in the midst of it. And um,
2: that leads- we,
3: we just have to see. We just have to
2: see. That leads into a question I was getting ready to ask you, and 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 I know you don't necessarily know the answer to this, and but there hasn't been a lot of local media coverage down there of this. Why is that?
3: Well, because it, it, like, a, I don't know if if all small college towns are like this, but certainly this way in Baton Rouge, you you, uh, it's very. Um, uh, and I, and look, I mean, I think it's this way in Gainesville, it's why, why didn't they cover a lot of the problems that Aaron Hernandez had then? Cause you don't do it and you, and you've, you've been around it. You don't partake in it, but you've been around it and know that if you are in the Baton Rouge media, you tend to, um, just go along with what LSU puts out, um, your access to the team, your access to sponsorships, all very tied to that, completely different than NFL. So, yeah. A, I don't know. I mean, listen, now, in defense of that, and I, I don't know because you've been a guy that's uncovered stuff. I, This would be, for a reporter, a little bit different thing. Who do you talk to? I mean, this is not a, you know, do you have contacts in the, criminal uh you know i mean i mean this is not a you call somebody in the athletic department get information i don't know where they go i don't know i think though that there are some people look the student newspaper just did an article on the tennis coach and it was scathing and all that kind of stuff because that was a tennis player that was sexually assaulted and so there i think is some of that but i don't know how many people know enough to be able to get stories but yet Sports Illustrated is, and or was it USA Today? Who One of those, did yeah. USA Today did the big time story. I, I think it has a lot to do with, look, I mean, um, they don't like it when people talk. I don't do local radio in Baton Rouge, mainly because, you know, if it's bad and I talk about, you know, how Matt Canada and Ed Orgeron were in a disastrous relationship and this was going to end, and I said it before the Troy game, they didn't like hearing all that. And, and all of a sudden, you know, you, you you're not invited back and that's fine. But then, you know, it happens at the end of the year. They don't like hearing that. And when you, the local sports stock is part of the LSU flagship, well, you, you've got situations there and it's you're not going to get anybody at the advocate to really go into, you know, to a lot of negativity and all, uh, because it's, um, you know, it's like when you, when you do have stories, like when the story came out about less Miles needed to win the last three games to keep his job. That's because Joe Oliva put that out there. Joe Oliva was the source to Scott Ravillet. He put that out there. He wanted that floated out so that, A, you know how that is? It's like the old, what is the old political narrative? Float it out there to see where the public takes it, and then you can deny it. But they use the media, and the media kind of does it, you know, they follow alongside like the little the little baby ducks to the mama duck. That's why you're not going to hear a lot of negativity
2: there. Yeah, makes sense. It's just, it's been, I don't know, it, it's been eerily quiet when I look at it. And I, I just, Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. No, no question. I kind of wonder sometimes. All right. Um, we talked about this a little bit the other day. What are you hearing around the league? At, at this point, we're sitting here, it's, it's Wednesday, Thursday afternoon, so it looks like Tennessee and Vanderbilt are going to play. Are you surprised that that game's on given where the state of things were with Vanderbilt early in the week?
3: Yeah, I am. In fact, I was just kind of waiting as we've had so many canceled even since we discussed. We knew Michigan, well, Michigan, Ohio State, now Purdue, Indiana, Cincinnati, Tulsa. We've had Oklahoma uh, game get canceled. um, And it looks like we we may have... the possibility of a couple more and I always look to the West coast for some late cancellations or movements, but, um, usually by now we know in the sec, um, you've mentioned it before. And we started off talking about TV, TV is the big, the biggest reason why the sec wants to get all these games in. And, um, so, uh, I, I, my guess is they're going to play it, but I am surprised. It wouldn't shock me if it got canceled, but if there's any way, I think they're going to, they're going to try to do it.
2: Yeah, I think they're going to play. I think it, it's an indication that the games are going to get played next week. Uh, the SEC put out a release today about – and I'm looking for it now. Uh, there uh, – I've lost it. There it is. The SEC announced the times for uh, the games on Saturday the 19th. Texas A&M and Tennessee play in Knoxville that game at uh, noon Eastern, 11 Central. Vanderbilt's at Georgia, again, noon Eastern, 11 Central. Ole Miss and LSU is the 2:30 game – uh, as is Missouri, Mississippi State. Both those games at two thirty. One will be on ESPN. One will be on the SEC Network. And then at uh, seven o'clock Central, eight Eastern, to the SEC Football Championship: Alabama against Florida. What, um,
3: what's your, what's your guess, I, mean, I don't want to put you on the spot. would just, and I know there's no way to know, but. Just your guesstimate on LSU Ole Miss being played.
2: Uh, I think on the Ole Miss end, it's going to get played. I, I talked to a coach yesterday, and um, they've certainly had their issues, but they were aided a little bit, Chris, by just this week. I can't remember what day it was. I want to say it was Tuesday. It might have been Wednesday. I don't know. You know how the, the days run together a little bit. Um, the uh, Mississippi Health Department adopted the new CDC guidelines. So it goes from 14 days quarantine if you're a close contact to 10. And if you're a positive, it goes from seven, from 10 to 7. So the guys who were positive, and I think there were double-digit positives, uh, they'll all be ready to go. And the guys who were quarantined based on close contact, I think they'll be ready to go. Lane Kiffin uh, was on the SEC Coaches Teleconference yesterday. And he said he was hopeful that they would be able to practice tomorrow, Friday, and Saturday, take Sunday off, and then have a regular week, but that he did have some confidence that at the worst, they'd be able to have a regular week, meaning they convene on Monday and have a practice. Now, look, is it it going to be – you know, are they going to be 100% engines pumping? I don't think so. I mean, it's pretty obvious that won't be the case, but – I, I think they think the game's going to get played. That was the the impression that I got from talking to a member of the coaching staff yesterday.
3: I I don't think LSU LSU's not going to have a COVID problem, but they may fall under those numbers with the transfers or the or the or the the opt out, the quitting that <laughs> they may fall below the numbers. I can tell you again to go back to that opting out of the bowl game is silly as that announcement was that they, they they don't want to play Ole Miss they don't they don't want to play Florida they don't want to end up three and seven I mean three and five is bad enough that you know you don't have to say we went three and seven um that would be a, a worse look and and to be honest with you four and six wouldn't wouldn't like put a a rosy put even a a, a decent pitcher on the end of the season so LSU's kind of uh that whole program is kind of opted out I asked that because I I think they're probably not hoping bad things at Ole Miss health-wise but uh, if if it ended up getting to the point where they could opt out of that game I think they would
2: yeah I do too and and on the other side I think Ole Miss wants to play
3: yeah no you if you're them you definitely want to play because it's a great opportunity to beat LSU and let's call it it's not not every year that happens or or reasonable to happen.
2: Well, just get it. yeah.
3: Yeah. Just, you know, get one done and and you know, it's a it's I think it helps Lane in recruiting. There's a lot of lot of negativity now that's you know, they've got in in addition to the quote unquote opt outs, and I say that in air quotes as it is quitting. Um there's there's now a little bit of as we're getting close to signing day. A little bit of concern. LSU right now, their whole focus is on holding on to the recruiting class. They've got some guys that are potentially wavering, and they're trying to hold that on. It's a pretty good class, really good class, but they've got some guys that are uh, just as I'll say opting out of their commitment to this point, or considering doing so. And I don't think getting blown out by Florida this week and losing—well, it'll be over by then. But 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 having the Ole Miss game and losing there makes the program, which is look, it's come completely off the rails. It makes it look even more so if if
2: that's uh, if that's possible. Can he get this team back next year? You know, I, I answered
3: that Tuesday. I'm going to answer it the same way. You can always get it back, and you can fix it can Ed do it is what you're asking. And I honestly don't know. Yes. How do you do it? He's going to have to make some changes on the staff and it's going to have to hit. He did it with, you know, with, with Joe Brady and, and, you know, but he did have a random, but it wasn't, it wasn't this bad. In other words, if you look at the year before Joe Brady came in, there was some talent and there was some signs that, all right, Joe Burrow in his first year, from that first game he played against my, Miami that year, you could see something building there in leadership, and then now you combine, okay, he's got a full season and all those receivers, and you got that coordinator, and, and all of a sudden things came together. It's not coming together next year, my friend. Now, do I, do I think it's going to be an implosion to where it's going to be a, I'm just going to go and assume that we're going to play 12 and hope next year? I, I, is it going to be five and seven that I don't think so, but I, it ain't, I don't think it's going to be nine and three either. I mean, I think, I think there's a ways to go there and I don't know. He doesn't flip this around. This was not a one-year problem. This is a culture problem at LSU. Yeah. And, and it's going to take more than just a good recruiting class to fix it. I mean, it's everything. I mean, it's from the players, going back i mean this has been a problem all spring i mean w- when the players march to the chancellor's office on campus to basically protest you know the head coach's views and wanting to go on the on the on the, the march and uh, it's it's been a lot of things from ed to making some real questionable personal decisions publicly that got out of America. Um, again, I, I say what, what some people have told me, you know, on, on campus. Oh, well, the old Miss ad has arrived. That's, that's, that's kind of what I've been dope. We'll,
2: we'll, uh, we'll quit beating up on LSU in a second. Uh, Woodshed King says in the, in the, in the stream, he says, Coach O said last night on his radio show that. Impact graduate transfers would be a key next year. That sounds like desperation. It, what's interesting to me when coaches say essentially that there's going to be a purge is that the kids that are in the program are still your kids. You, you you don't do that stuff publicly. You, you know, there's a way to let guys transfer out where, yes, they got processed, but you let them kind of do it themselves right you let the kid at LSU announce that hey I'm transferring to Northwestern State and anybody who can read between the lines can see that it's much like in recruiting you don't cut a kid you do cut the kid but you let the kid decommit right you let him break up with you and you don't say anything you just keep rolling and then you your fans figure it out because you bring in higher ranked players or better players or whatever and People can figure it out. Ed, Ed seems to be off that part of the game a little bit right now, which makes me wonder because, I mean, I've talked to a lot of coaches and we were listening to coaches yesterday on the SEC Coaches Teleconference and they were all talking about the transfer portal and how big it's going to be and how it's, it's hard to even imagine. And these elite grad transfers are going to be heavily sought after. They're going to have tons of opportunities. And I mean, all these coaches are leaving a spot or two open for impact grad transfers. Everyone knows it's part of the game now. Lane, Lane Kiffin refers to it as free agency. He talks about. Yeah, building- that's,
3: that's yeah. exactly what it is. I, I I've referred to that on the website. I, I now call it because I, you know, have a whole segment of time I devote to NFL free agency. It is now college free agency. I tell everybody that the college football notebooks all year long on LandryFootball.com, it's it is, there is not a day I can put it down. June 5th, you know, it is, it is college free agency. It's, it's absolutely what it is. Um, you don't know. No, it's, 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 and the other thing is there's going to have to be some, uh, make some decisions on the staff. So, you know, recruiting gets done. Then, uh, are oh, you making a move on the staff? You're making a move at coordinator. Both coordinators, I'm um, LSU. I'm talking about. There's, there's in addition to that, but I think he's talking about. I think Ed. I didn't hear Ed's comment. I think Ed's talking about because so many guys have already left, or you know that. I think he's talking about because I think he's been hes about what are you going to do as a recruiting class. Well, college free agencies. We're gonna have to do that. There, there's no question when you get that. You, it's a bit of an issue. And look, they that is part of it. The culture's not good. The program's not good. It had a great team, but the little details, and I'm getting ready to do a complete podcast where I spend an hour just on how it got this way, but just the lack of attention to details and discipline, um, the lack of the ability to understand that you gotta do all the things that you did to get up the ladder to the top. You must continue to do or you drop rungs on the ladder and then you you become, that's when you become a one-year wonder and this is where they are. And and so to answer your question, can Ed do it? I think it's a fair question. It's a great question that I really can't answer. I know things can be fixed. I'm not sure Ed can fix it. I really don't. He is in, this is a, as Perfect of a year that it was last year, it has been every bit of a disaster on campus, off the field, on the field, harmony, disharmony on the staff, disharmony with the players, players not trusting the coaches. I think there are going to be a lot of moves on that staff. I mean, I'm probably Billy Bush is probably gone. I mean, there there are a lot of things um, that are that are going to take place.
2: We're going to talk about the games in just a minute. There are some games to talk about. Before we do it, we're going to tell you that we're brought to you in part by Blue Sky. Blue Sky believes in being fast, fresh, and friendly through the thoughtful layout and cleanliness of their stores. Blue Sky hopes to provide customers with a fast and easy buying experience from services to products. Blue Sky plans to keep things fresh and always provide the freshest flavors of their brand name products and the best services available. They even bring in some of the newest products on the market to their stores to provide an even better customer experience. A smile can say it all, and at Blue Sky, they want to show their customers that they care about them and their shopping experience. They'll always strive to improve their efforts to accomplish exactly that. So check out Blue Sky today at any one of their 48 store locations across the Southeast. All right, so we got some games this week, actual games that are going to get played. Alabama at Arkansas It's an 11 a.m. game on uh, ESPN, the uh, Crimson Tide, a 31-point favorite or so in uh, Fayetteville. I think really the only storyline here is um, beyond can Alabama Alabama care enough to cover the line is which of Alabama's big-name guys, and in this case, it's the two guys, Devontae Smith and and Mac Jones, which one do they want to, uh, I guess, advertise, if you will, for the Heisman Trophy?
3: Yeah, and, you know, they just kind of play it like like it goes and, and it just will kind of happen organically. You know, I think the quarterback always has a chance, right, because he's going to be throwing it to somebody, and maybe Devontae has the big day. Uh, I do think that, that likely that they're going to have a different look where they're going to try to take Devontae away, which means that you're going to see other guys have um, some real options. Um, you know, I, I think that um, – It's for Alabama. It's it's just it's business as usual getting better. It's never been about okay. Yeah, they'll play a lot of guys in the second half, but it's not about you. People will say they will rest guys get ready for the conference championship game. That's not how Nick
2: Uh, Nick works.
3: So, you know, I think they'll play, they'll play hard. I think that they put Arkansas away, away they may get a series or two the starters. In the third quarter, or they may play through the entire third quarter into the fourth. It depends on how the game's gone, how they're playing, how they're executing, not just what the score is. So, um, well, I mean, what to say other than Alabama will roll? Um, and it's um, it's it's on due. I mean, I got to tell you, I mean, like I said, even the games that are played in conference I mean, and I know we'll get to LSU for, I mean, it's, it's about, it's all about Alabama, Florida next week. I mean, it's the only thing left with a flicker of interest at this point among games.
2: Yeah. I'm trying to think of some storylines. I'm, I'm trying to get creative here. Georgia at Missouri. I, I do think Missouri has played well. This is an opportunity for them. Kind of a free shot at, at Georgia. I don't think this is a good matchup for the Tigers though. Ah, uh, Georgia's played better of late. They look to have kind of found some identity. They're they're uh, they're they're still playing hard. This game, by the way, eleven a.m. Uh, on the SEC Network. Is there a scenario in your mind where Missouri keeps this close enough to be interesting in the fourth quarter?
3: Yeah, you know, there's always a possibility with Georgia because their propensity to play it more towards the line of scrimmage where they don't explode a lot on people. But I I would say there's a scenario that can make this game say a lot different than potentially it was say when Georgia played South Carolina. So I think if Missouri is able to get some, have some success early, uh, I think maybe we can see a little bit more out of the Georgia's passing game and how they would play it. And see, I, I, I just think for Georgia, um, that, that work in this passing game and develop this passing game the rest of the year. I think it's a worst wasted opportunity if you don't do that. I mean, I'm not saying you jeopardize a game, a win, but I, I think you've got a chance to really work this and really show JT Daniels, Hey, and sell him on. This is what it's going to be about all next year. And, you know, it's, you're going to be a part of this and, you know, Brock Vandergriff and there's a, hey, we're, we're going, we're going to be a little bit more balanced. We're going to do this and that. With South Carolina, it was clearly, hey, we had this game. We shut it down. They played it like they normally play it, and I'm not critical. I just think that is what I'm interested in. How do they play it? Do they shut it down again? Do they try to work the passing game more? That's that's the only thing that's intriguing. I do think Georgia wins. I do think they probably cover that 13-point margin. As good of a year as it's been. For maybe the guy, I don't know. I was thinking about it more. Maybe we can talk about this next week. I don't know who the coach of the year would go to. Maybe it's Coach Drink. Uh, maybe it's Dan Mullen. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, but certainly Drink deserves – the fact that he's in the mention tells you how good they are. They're 20th in the rankings. in the, in the sure. that, Now, I know how the rankings, yada, yada. That's, that's one hell of an accomplishment. I mean, you look at it. And you think, what? Missouri's won that many games this year? Think about it. Nice
2: job. You can make arguments for a bunch of guys for SEC Coach of the Year. I think you can make a very compelling argument for Nick Saban for SEC Coach of the Year, frankly.
3: A, a, a lot of years, but you're right. This year, no no question.
2: You can no make question. an argument for Dan Mullen, no doubt, uh, especially if they finish 9-1. and one. Uh, You can make an argument for uh, for Jimbo Fisher if they finish 9-1, mm-hmm. which is going to get to one of the things I I do want to talk to you about in a minute because I think it's interesting is uh Jimbo's at at Texas A&M and 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 I think he's going to be there for a while and Jimbo at one point I thought was going to be the next guy at Auburn and then um Gus held on and so it's still Gus and now if they get rid of Gus they can't go to Jimbo because his contract is just prohibitive uh but anyway I think you make an argument for him I think if Ole Miss beats uh if if Ole Miss beats LSU and gets to five and four, I think you can make an argument for Lane Kiffin. I think you can make an argument for Elijah Drinkwitz. Uh, I don't think you can argue for Sam Pittman anymore, even though I think he did a great job. At the end of the day, they're going to be three and seven, and it's just it's it's hard to it's hard to say, hey, a three and seven coach is the SEC coach of the year, even though anybody with two set with an eye, a set of eyes, can can look at this and go, oh wow, Sam Pittman did a really good job with with the Razorbacks.
3: Yeah, I don't think you can go with Sam because you've got two types of guys, guys that have done the best job or guys who've surprised the most. And, you know, drink is, you know, by head to head is ahead of him in that department of new coaches, not much expectation. Missouri's better. Now I do think Missouri is better and more talented in a lot of areas, but it's really hard to say Sam Pittman clearly did a better job than drink coaching this year. You can't do that, which is why I don't think Sam will get it, even though everybody had, you know, I, I don't know. I I, I maybe knew I, is it, did, didn't everybody mail the trophy to, to coach Pitt? Maybe, maybe that's why Sam gets it. He just says, I'm not giving it back. Y'all gave it to me in, yeah. in October 20th. I'm not giving it back. That's the only way I agree with you
2: on I mean, all of that. Yeah, he'd say, I didn't do anything wrong. You, you, I didn't do
3: Hell, I had it. Y'all sent it to me. I'm not giving it back. You know, it's like, you know, buy on the contract. Pay the full amount. No offset. <laughs> no offset on the trophy.
2: All right. Tennessee and Vanderbilt get together in Nashville. It's a 3 p.m. game on SEC Network. I'll tell you where this is. a there. There is a compelling storyline here, and it's not Sarah Fuller. <laughs> although that will be, they'll spend the majority of the broadcast talking about it. In a scenario where if you told me Jeremy Pruitt loses this game, I would tell you, Jeremy Pruitt loses his job. I, I don't. I don't think Tennessee can 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 a, a survive that much implosion. Their recruiting class is beginning to fall apart. Uh, Philip Fulmer's had to step in and try to help s- uh, stem some of the bleeding to this point, unsuccessfully. I might add. Um, there, there, there's there is a little drama in Knoxville, and a win over Vanderbilt doesn't make it go away. But a lot a loss to Vanderbilt
3: makes it, it just. It's- it's gasoline on the fire. Yeah. Is there? A- um, yeah. And and, and and right now you got some people, uh, Jim Haslam, who finally got something going right in it, his own his own backyard in Cleveland. Uh, is is it was um, not real. I, I, I there there's a couple of the big boosters that are not real happy. I don't know if they're ready to write the check yet. Lose to Vanderbilt and. You're right. The the chances of him getting fired, um, I think it has to be an upset by Vanderbilt to 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 really make that a possibility. Um, so that is intriguing. And just from the standpoint of how it looks, and it it, it does matter. You got a rudderless ship in Vanderbilt, literally anchored down, not anchor rudderless ship. You get it? You get a good one there. Got it. Um I think this is this this would be just a horrific look for Jeremy and a sign of what are we doing bringing this guy back if they were just totally unprepared and, and and lost this and look bad doing it, which I mean you'd look bad doing it if you lost this game. So I agree with you in that it's a it's a game to watch to see how Jeremy deals with it, and you're right, it's not so much whether they if they win but if they lose
2: and how they look. Uh, LSU goes to Florida. We talked a lot about the Tigers off the field, on the field. I would think they're a little bit of a mess. They go to Florida. Kyle Trask very much in the Heisman race. Probably today the leader in the clubhouse for the Heisman. He uh, got a big game coming up next week, obviously, against uh, Alabama. This is a chance for him to to pad his stats a little bit against an LSU team that I can't imagine is laser-focused on this trip to Gainesville.
3: No, again, they, they- – this LSU season, I think ended b- b- when a lot of guys let go of the rope, you know, early, early. Um, and it's just, it's, it's, it's a mess. I mean, I think the only thing is, and I said this, um, Florida is gotta watch it. Not, not in this game, but as it relates to, you know, next week, it, and, and this is, this is part of what happens and it's not, Florida getting off to slow starts. I mean they are, but why are they getting off the slow starts? Well, the the whole film tells you that people go in with a pretty good game plan against Florida. And Florida don't run it very well, and there's certain things you need to take away. They go in with a really good game plan. Dan Mullen is so outstanding at in game adjustments. So Florida early, I mean, you watch all their games, doesn't matter who they play, Vanderbilt, wherever it's like. It's like, this is a game for a half. What are they doing? They're messing around. You know, That's the only thing is that would this surprise me if this is a game in the second quarter? No, because it seems like every game with with Florida is. But they make such good adjustments and they utilize what their strengths are so well that they'll win and they'll win going away. But it is very likely that LSU may not even have the gas at the beginning to make this a fight either. I just mentioned this from a Florida standpoint because – Florida better do a good job from jump street against Alabama, or that's going to determine the margin of victory for the tide next week. So I'm partly looking ahead when I'm
2: looking into this game. All right. I'm going to get to the some details that have come out about this uh, CBS ABC. Mm-hmm. We'll get to it in a second, just real quick uh, Mississippi state and um Auburn play in Startville 630 on SEC Network. I think this is a really big game for Gus. Yes, I agree. Is there a scenario where Mississippi State can beat Auburn?
3: Yeah, there is. I mean, look, this Auburn defense is not elite. It's nowhere near what it was last year. Um, I think you can attack them some in coverage. I think you can, um, you know, offensively, they're a mixed bag. Auburn is. Uh, might be able to turn the football over this Mississippi state defense is not bad they played bad at times but there's some talent um I, you know and I just I mean Auburn's better Mississippi State's not that good um but you know I, it I think it just comes down to I don't trust Auburn so yeah and it, it, just when you think Gus is dead. He rises and just when you think maybe maybe," this would be just like them to maybe stub their toe. I'm with you. That's another guy that you better not lose this game if you're Gus. It's not been a good week there and there's some guys that have been frustrated and are looking for a reason and it's only a matter of time for Gus. God bless him. You lose this week. It it could be sooner than we anticipated because I fully expect him to be back but I'm with you. I, I think, I think this is the most intriguing SEC game of the week. I do too. Of, of, of that, now I don't know that the game will be any good. I can't say on the game, but I think the storylines in it are going to be interesting if it's close. And the whole watch Gus and what
2: does this mean for Gus type stuff. I agree. Yeah, I, and who knows with with Mike Leach, Mississippi State teams. I mean they they had a stretch in the middle of the year where they were just awful and they played Georgia, a very good game. They played Ole Miss, a really good game. And, and so you know, who knows? And now they've had a, a week off. So, all right, this is from uh John Urand of uh sports business journal. He does really good work. I oh, hope sports business daily. I should say he says uh, I'm, I'm reading from his story. This is dated today. Actually, he's got it dated the wrong day, but tells me that he has, he's had this ready for a while. Uh, CBS will walk away from the SEC when its contract ends after the 2023 football season, and all indications are that the package will move to ESPN-ABC. CBS decided to exit the negotiations for college football's most-watched TV package after making an aggressive bid in the neighborhood of $300 million per season, a massive increase from the $55 million it currently pays. Uh, CBS sports execs decided that it made more sense to invest the money they would have paid the SEC into other sports. CBS this afternoon told um, SBJ we made a strong and responsible bid. While we've had success with the SEC on CBS, we're instead choosing to aggressively focus on other important strategic priorities moving forward. Uh, Multiple sources are saying that ESPN ABC is in the final stages of negotiating a deal expected to pay more than six times the $55 million per year fee that CBS currently pays. Um, Fox execs, Fox sports execs are still planning to make an official bid presentation at in Birmingham next month. But sources say ESPN's negotiations are in the final stages, six times, uh, 55 million bust out that in that, uh, ULM math. Yeah.
3: And I said, it was going to be a gazillion times more. Okay. Not, not, not quite. I was a little up there. Six is a uh, pretty Doggone good
2: there. That's a wow. That's a lot of money. So more than three hundred and thirty million dollars per year.
3: Yeah, and and we knew that was coming because of what the other leagues were getting, and and it was only the fact that this
2: deal has been in place. So, if you're wondering, by the way, Chris, not to interrupt you, if you're wondering what that means per institution. That's if it's right at 330, and I'm guessing it's more than that, but if it's right at that, it's $22 million per year per school.
3: Now, and it's, I wonder, this is part of the overall contract, which would include, I'm guessing, I wonder, Is does this sound like to you, this is to, they're basically getting the CBS deal, but remember that,
2: and then there's another deal, after
3: another deal after that. So this is to have the rights to do that time slot and to play with that folks. But it, but it's also ABC, Disney will be given uh, the sec even more money for the other parts of the deal that they have
2: now yeah, this is Chris. this is forbidding for the for 15 to 17 games, including the conference championship game. There you go. By the way, CBS, according to this story is still planning to carry SEC football for the four seasons it has left on its contract.
3: Okay, so that is the big news that we were speculating about when we came on. Will they buy the CBS deal out? They
2: have not. So they're right. announcing now this just let's be careful with anything that's that definitive this is indicating that that it won't
3: that it won't it's a report that, saying
2: I heard earlier today that, that that was that was certainly possible so it, listen it, you know it's
3: been discussed maybe oh. the numbers doesn't work out so but we're thinking now according to this report if this report is correct then that cbs would continue until the remainder of their contract which is the end of the 2023 season and then so the announcement is kind of interesting the timing it's a big announcement yes but it's a big announcement that oh yeah after the 20 after not next year not the year after but the year after that. So it's three more years of sec on cbs after that it would going to the abc disney brand if this report is correct yeah. but here's,
2: here's what's interesting too this is the final paragraph of the story um says ESPN won the conference over with its argument that it can be more creative with scheduling when it comes when it c- controls all of the rights. With ESPN owning all of the SEC's football rights, it's possible that more than one game will be produced for broadcast TV. More top-tier games can be moved to primetime, and the conference can schedule more late-afternoon games without having to worry about running into CBS's exclusive window. C- SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey has been concerned about all of the league's rights being tied up with ABC, ESPN, because of the leverage it would give the media company, sources said it is not known if ESPN opened up its contract to operate SEC network or its cable rights as part of these negotiations. Those, those contracts with the SEC network run through 2034. So there, here's the thing. This is this is not going to be, if I'm reading this correctly, and if this is correct, and I, I suspect that it's, it's, it's either 100% or very close to that, correct? I, this is not going to be this clean, neat, answer everything, put a neat, wrap it you know, To use a Christmas analogy where it's wrapped up perfectly and you put a bow on it and it's just perfect. And you put the little name tag on it and you put it under the tree. And it, this is going to be a little messier than that, I'm guessing. But but the league's announcement is basically going to be, hey, we in in this time of economic turmoil, we just raised 600% more money. Oh,
3: absolutely. No, it's a really good deal. And with that. You have to give up something. So if it's a quote, basic, in my opinion, a partnership because that's what it is, it's a partnership. But it's almost like you're giving up a little bit of control, and I think that's what Greg Sinky was talking about. But they, it desperate times call for hey, you got to make some money. You got to give up some of that, and I don't know that it's the worst thing in the world to say hey, let your TV partner, which basically I think once they. I think the 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 SEC Network ESPN deal has worked so good because that gives so many different packages and the look having the ESPN brand and the the technical producing behind it and all that. Why not have them? I mean, I, I'm sure they're going to ESPN's going to want to feature it and probably will show ways that we can feature it better. And look, it, the ESPN's on all the time. So as much as the SEC gets promoted. I'm sure a lot of it is the e, the SEC brand throughout the four-letter network, not the three-letter SEC network, is probably going to be that much more and a bigger audience. So instead of watching, and I can't give you even an example of a sitcom show on CBS uh, where you might promote SEC on CBS, you're getting it a lot more, even much more, because right now it's ESPN promoting college football. SEC is a part of that. I think you're going to get a little bit more of promoting that SEC brand on the four-letter network, which is only going to create a, a lot of more opportunities um, in, in promotional branding for the SEC schools. And look, it it's always comes down to money. And, and we knew they were going to get a windfall, and we knew it was going to have to be. I, I never felt like Fox – they got money. I never felt like Fox was going to be able to do it because – ESPN can kind of say, you know, hey, we're going to do this deal and we're going to also do your other deal and this is going to work. I and, and we have a lot more flexibility to where, hey, you want this game at nighttime? We got that. You want this game? We got that. So we'll work with you to make sure that,
2: yeah. If you have a week where you've got two elite games because of the way the scheduling worked out, because of the way the teams worked out, maybe you've got Alabama, Georgia, and that's this appealing game, but you look up and you're like, oh, man, this. uh Guys, man, this Tennessee LSU game is is huge this year. Or or, you know, um there's a Cinder what what we would call a typical Cinderella team, an Ole miss, uh, a Mississippi State, a Kentucky is ranked third. Georgia
3: Kentucky game and an LSU Alabama game on okay. the same day. Boom, we're gonna have the doubleheader here on ESPN.
2: Yeah, and you have the ability to be flexible and not worry yeah. about overriding windows and that kind right. of thing. Right. Correct. So, And that's what they don't have now. They now have that deal where CBS picks one game, and you always have these weeks like CBS fell in love with Florida, Georgia. No matter what, they just locked it in. Well, Mm -hmm. some years that wasn't the big game, and so the SEC was sitting there looking at what turned out to be their big game that week, let's say it was Alabama, Ole Miss, or whatever. Whoever, fill in whatever you want it to be, whatever you want that big game to be. Third-ranked South Carolina and eighth-ranked Texas A&M where that should be the 2.30 game. Instead, they're playing it at 11 a.m. on ESPN, and the league's like, oh, it's not really what we wanted to do. So it, it, it lets them get away from that. So it, it's big news for the league. It's there's a. I knew as soon as I heard Zoom call and, and uh, Sankey on it, I knew it was going to be positive. If it was negative, they would just put out a press release. So congratulations to the SEC. I know this is something that they've been working on behind the scenes for a long time. And to get it done during a pandemic year when everyone's bleeding is... It speaks, it speaks to the power of the conference. I'll tell you that.
3: I, I noticed, it and I I am not listening to it because I am talking to you, but I do have I've noticed that the SEC network has not said ta-da or just even addressed <laughs> it. And it's like, you know, you, you know how that works. When you get into bed with that, you're like, you shut this okay. up, Ed. what is it five central we will handle that and i'm sure that's we'll do it but i'm i don't know i'm sure people have called in and i'm I'm curious to see on the on the show that's there i'm curious to see how they're handling it but yeah no there's no question um this is going to be good financially and brand wise uh it's a big day for the sec so we'll we'll get all the details a little hey man appreciate boy uh woodshed king and david russell and man great uh boy that is so true um uh, Mariner Rebel, uh, you, everyone should go and subscribe to Rebel Grove. It, it, not just if you're an Ole Miss fan, but if you're an SEC fan, you're a college football fan, that is a great place to go. You want to absolutely do that. Uh, so all of you guys, we, I don't think we got to all of your questions here. We we'll do. see here. We'll not be able to do it. Uh, let's see here. You know, But we appreciate it. I'll try to get um, some of these questions answered. Defense coordinator at LSU, that's a long answer there. Deion Smith, any rumors? Obviously, the kid from Jackson. Um, really talented guy. LSU still in pretty good shape, but he's one of the guys that they're wondering if it's waving. So we'll get to a lot of that. Follow us here. Follow me on LandryFootball.com. Follow Neil um, and, and certainly uh, uh, over on Twitter at LandryFootball, at Neil McCready. We've got all the latest for you.
2: Yeah, so uh, we'll be back on Tuesday morning. That's the plan, at least. We'll come back. We'll review the games. We'll look ahead to uh, the final week of the SEC football season. It'll be the day before National Signing Day, so we'll talk about that as well here on SEC football. And we're
3: going to try to get some of that SEC money to filter down to SEC football and beyond.
2: Okay. Listen, That's we're this,
3: help us do that, folks.
2: Yeah, I will say this: uh, a lot of you are in the stream. If you know someone um, who would benefit from advertising on this show we'd love to have you reach out to me reach out to Chris reach out to both of us whatever we uh we'll make it work so uh, thanks for uh, being with us we'll talk to you again on Tuesday have a great weekend stay safe take care
0: anatomy of an ad subconsciously trigger emotions through music perfect define an opportunity imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now
1: identify a problem